All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of What's One PR. Today, we're kind of live out in the field. We're at the Baton Rouge Airport with Mike Edwards, Director of Aviation. How are you doing? Doing well. Appreciate you making some time. We're actually jumping in here live. So, Mike, tell me, what's the normal day for you? You know, what is, you know, what's the Director of Aviation do at the airport? Sure. Well, first, you know, thank you for the opportunity to come on the podcast. Uh, I'm looking forward to this. Um, you know, as, direct, as director of aviation, I'm responsible for the overall administration and operation of the Baton Rouge Airport. So I uh, have a staff, uh, we're fully staffed of 80 employees who work in different divisions uh, here at the airport, everything from uh, IT to airfield maintenance to operations. We have our own uh, police and fire department um, that uh, I'm ultimately responsible for overseeing all of those uh, different divisions. Um, right now, we have over $84 million in uh, capital improvement projects taking place here at the airport. Um, you know, thanks to the bipartisan, bipartisan infrastructure uh, law uh, or the bill, uh, we've been able to expedite a lot of projects, move some up in the, the timeline. Um, so we're really excited about that. Um, um, but, you know, day to day, we're working on Improving air service here uh, at the airport. Uh, you know, we just recently uh, completed a strategic planning process, and our number one um, strategic priority is uh, air service. Um, you know, more uh, direct routes of service uh, with our uh, incumbent carriers, which are United, American, and Delta mm -hmm. Airlines. Um, you know, they serve. Um, American uh, flies every day to Dallas, Fort Worth, and uh, Charlotte uh, multiple times a day. Uh, Delta is flying back and forth to Atlanta every day, and the United is going to Houston. But we're working on expanding uh, that network um, for our passengers here in Baton Rouge. Um, so that's a big focus. And then we're also working hard to attract new carriers. Uh, we really need an ultra low cost carrier here mm -hmm. uh, in Baton Rouge. Obviously, uh, Southwest Airlines is. A big priority for us and uh, we're working on that we we have uh great discussions with southwest talking to them um at least four times a year if not more um so uh some of those are uh more near-term prospects others are a little bit longer term um but it's something we're working on uh, even in this challenging post-pandemic environment uh, we're still seeing positive signs on the air service side. So it's a whole other world. What a lot of people think is you go to the airport, you probably got the Deltas, the Uniteds, you know, those guys that are just running the show. You guys have got to have the, it's the facility that you've got to have for them to come. Absolutely. And do what needs to be done and have the services and have the fuel that they need and the trucks and everything to keep it moving. It's not just the airlines take care of it. It's not their airport. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The best example is kind of like uh, the mall of Louisiana, you know, mm -hmm. we, we operate uh, the airport terminal and all the facilities on the airfield. Uh, and then we have tenants, which the airlines are tenants, but we also have concessionaires that have leases with us uh, to operate the uh, uh, news and gift side of the, in the gift shop, uh, food and beverage. We have a concessionaire operates the restaurant um, and just a lot of partners like that. We actually are one of the largest landholders in North Baton Rouge. Uh, we have over 50, in, uh, 50 tenants and over 100 uh, leases with those tenants. Um, a lot of those, a lot of people would be surprised to know that a lot of those leases are not, are non-aeronautical leases. So they're actually off 
of the um, airfield proper. Um, Coca-Cola um, United Bottling is one of our uh, tenants. They have their regional distribution center on airport property, All-Star, uh, Chevy North, uh, Loomis Armored Cars, and the list goes on. So a lot more happening than what people think about. You know, they think of the airport, just get in, get out. They don't realize all the different moving parts and what it takes to actually make this place yeah, come absolutely. and move. And you guys are going pretty much around the clock, right? Yeah, it's 24-7, uh, 365 operation. Um, but you know, to your point, we we generate, or the airport as a whole, if you look at it as an ecosystem, generates over $4 billion, uh, a year in, in economic impact. Um, I'm sorry, I said $1.4 billion per year. Uh, and then uh, we create over 4,000 jobs, both directly here at the airport and indirectly at our tenants. And there's... So much happening, you know, here, like I said, it's 24 seven, it goes around the clock. You've got, you know, planes coming in and coordinating with that and make sure they have the services and make sure the people have what they need and then taking care of the passengers, you know, as they come, you know, they've got to be able to park, they've got to be able to get in. And the goal is to have that good experience from start to finish, you know, for the passenger, because if we don't have the passengers, the airlines aren't going to be here, you know, so the more that we, more People that are using the airport make those discussions probably with Southwest and some of the other airlines easier to have because it's the more people coming in, that's what they want is more people buying tickets. Absolutely. Uh, you know, airlines follow passengers. So in the industry, we call it a uh, load factor, which is a percentage of seats that are filled on each flight. Um, coming out of the pandemic, we've had great load factors. Um, uh, so over 80%, um, pretty much every flight that's going out is full. Um, the challenge challenge has been uh, aircraft availability, pilot availability on the airline side. You know, you hear a lot about that in the news with cancellations. We haven't seen a lot of those cancellations here at VTR. We work really hard to avoid those, but it's a challenge for the entire industry. But ultimately, airlines um, are going to go where the business is. So the more folks in the Baton Rouge area fly out of Baton Rouge, the more air service we're going to get. So if you want additional airlines, additional direct routes of service than fly BTR? No, I think that's, you know, I fly BTR more often than probably than most people. I do a good bit of travel and then also fly myself out. But with being here, it makes it, you know, sometimes people think, you know, well, we go down the road, we go someplace else, but maybe it's a cheaper flight. But when you really start adding it up, you know, between, you know, A, what is the fuel, you know, what is, you know, the parking cost and, you know, what are all these sort of things? And then ultimately, like, also what's your time for it, right? You know, it's one thing to say we're going to get up and leave a little bit early to get to the airport, but I always say it's that it's the you fly BTR for me. I fly BTR not for the depart leaving, it's for coming back. When I'm done with that trip, I want to get home as quick as possible. And from normally for me, from you know wheels down to you know front door is 25 minutes tops. You know I've grabbed luggage, I've grabbed everything, got into the car, gotten out, and I'm back home. And I live on the far other side of town, but it's a straight shot down on the interstate or airline for me, you know, making it back. And I don't think a lot of people realize it's that easy. It's just think about it a little bit. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You got to look at your total um, cost, not just that base ticket fare. And um, time is a big part of that uh, component. But, you know, we have uh, the lowest parking rates in the region. In our terminal front parking, you can be from your car to the gate in 10 minutes, um, you know, the security screening is really uh, 
expedited here and, and very easy compared to other airports in the area. Um, you know, you don't have to show up two, three hours before your flight uh, when you're flying out of Baton Rouge. Um, you know, if you're not checking a bag, you can show up 45 minutes before your flight. And you're not going to have any issues getting to the gate. Um, but, uh, you know, it's that total cost. Like we said, you got to look at parking, fuel, and, and then your time. So, um, and we're always looking at additional uh, amenities and efficiencies where we can make the uh, passenger experience more convenient, more uh, less stressful. Mm -hmm. And that's something we really proud ourselves on. Yeah, we did a trip. I'm the guy coming in right at the last minute, but we had some some of our office a couple about a year ago was flying up. We sent every we had a bunch of people going, and they were like, "We're gonna get there like two hours early, two and a half hour." I'm like, "You can, I'm not." Right. You know, I can park in the I can park in the garage and be through TSA within 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. You know, and I'm the guy squeaking in like 30 minutes before the flight where they've been sitting here the whole time. And they were like, You were right, we didn't need to be here. I'm like, no, you really didn't. So it's that easy. And and for anybody, you know, maybe not everybody flies that much, but there's also I think it's important you touched on it, but I always like to make sure everybody gets it. You're parking in the garage. And then just walking across, you know, a walkway, there's no tram, you know, there's no right. shuttle you're having to get in and wait for, you know, you can be the first guy at the shuttle, but if you're waiting 20 minutes for everybody else to get to the shuttle before you leave, that's those times to start adding up. You're parking in the garage, walking across a breezeway, right. you know. Absolutely. And even when you factor in a connection at um, another airport, you're still going to come out on top in terms of the time. Value. So. And so some of the things you guys recently have added is we've got a monster life-size giraffe, right? You know, at TSA from Veterans Zoo, it's right there. And you can't miss, which has become my meeting place. When I tell people, I'm like, just meet me at the giraffe. And they're like, what? I'm like, you'll get it when you get there. <laughs> yeah, we're we're big on partnerships. Um, you know, the giraffe is one with uh, Breck. We're really excited to have that installation here in the airport. It's Life size, like you said, um, and um, we're, as far as I know, one of only two airports in the country that has a, a, a life size um, a, a wild animal like that. Um, the other being the Nashville Airport, where they have a, a similar giraffe that there's to be installed. But um, uh, you know, we also have our partnership with Baton Rouge Gallery, mm -hmm. we've taken over our art program here in the airport. So all the REC is. Uh, from local artists, um, it's for sale. They all have QR codes, so you can scan and, and buy the art right right here in the airport. And then we have a standalone uh, gallery, which is a nice quiet spot for people uh, when you're waiting for your flight. You can go relax in there and and see some great local art. Uh, but you know, most importantly, this partnership uh, with the Kids Scoop News, uh, we're Baton Rouge Parents Magazine, uh, we've got our new. Uh, literacy uh, room here in the airport. It's formerly our uh, children's play area. Uh, we've really worked uh, you know, with your team. Uh, you guys have reimagined the whole uh, appearance and functionality of the room, and we've had a, a great response. Uh, kids love it, um, and you know they're uh, you know they feel like they're playing, but at the same time they're they're learning, which is you know having a uh, a wife who's a teacher and a, a six and seven year old student at home, uh, something that I really uh, value that uh, literacy component. We're very excited about this project. Yeah. It's the first one of its kind in the country. Yeah. You know, it's 
you know, we call it the literacy and learning lab, right. you know, with Institute News and everybody you see you kind of got some of it behind me, you know, we've got different things that people can, you know, follow mazes or count blimps and, you know, find, you know, objects that look the same and reading. But it, to us, it was important to find, you know, somebody who's got a passion myself for aviation, you know, was kind of coming through and was like, hey, we can do something. All these airports have these family rooms or these kids rooms, and it's basically just a place for them to bounce around, you know, before the flight. And, like they're running running through, but what we envisioned with y'all's help, we're able to build the space that allowed mom to sit, charge up a phone, and let them run around in the room and do different activities. But then also they're able to take a copy and then continue that into you know flight with them. But it's been great, you know, they're able to write on the walls, which we think is awesome. But then it turned into they're writing on the walls, and so we have to clean the walls more often than we thought. We, you know, we I guess we didn't think it all the way through. It's like we're going to build a space for them to write on the walls, but then we got to go clean the walls whenever they do it. So like your staff is great helping keep it clean and put it together. But it really has, from what the feedback we've gotten from people in the community is, I've had friends call and say, "Hey, I saw something. We're all in it here, but when y'all do that, or, you know, it's." I remember the day we were doing the ribbon cutting. We had a bunch of people that were standing outside. We kind of weren't letting people out of the room just yet. And there was literally, it was like the the reason the room was built. We had a little, there was a mom and she had, she must have been like three or four years old and was just like running. And you could just see her chasing her daughter. And we're like, hey, why don't you, she can come in. They're like, no, no, we see her doing something. We're like, no, let her come in. And so she came in. Gave her a little, you know, dry erase marker, and mom sat down, and she just moved around. There's one way in, one way out. So, <laughs> mom sits at the edge of the door. You can see what they're doing, and they just enjoy it. You know, and I think that's what's important, and what people are seeing is that we can, you know, trick kids into learning things. We can get mom some rest, and really make that experience better. Absolutely, and you know, I knew that people would be excited about the the literacy lab, but I think I maybe underestimated the reception that it would receive and it's been extremely positive and you know our customers our passengers uh love that extra amenity the quiet space where they can um you know relax with the kids and get them engaged in something while they're waiting for the flight you know it's something we really um work hard on is being a family-friendly airport um you know you don't have the long lines and all of the uh stress of, of other airports in the area um, you know, we for a long time have had um, in every restroom you know, private lactation rooms for um, breastfeeding moms. Um, we also recently installed uh, step and wash stations in every single restroom in the airport. So now um, your kids, when um, they need to wash their hands, they've got a elevated uh, platform that retracts back and forth when they need it. And they can reach the sink easily without getting their you know sleeves wet and germy. And, uh, it just makes it a little bit easier for for families. And I think for people who don't who haven't been here, one of the things that I know everybody's got that you know, it may not be an anxiety on flying, but it might just be the anxiety of like going through the airport and getting right. you know, how do I find my gate? Can I find my gate? What I've always wondered about is that it's easy. You come in and you go to the right, and if you can't find it, it's only one. Right. You know, it's just one long, you know, concourse A, concourse B. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get lost. You're not taking trams to other stations, you're not having to get, you know, on buses, you know, none of that. It's all just real simple you know, to get around. Absolutely. You know, we have six gates here at the airport. 
it, it makes it very easy to navigate. Um, we've got a great wayfinding signs to make that even easier. But we've got all the uh, you know amenities that a, a larger hub airport would have um, with the restaurant, the gift shops, the um, you know we have a, a business center and other uh, lounge areas. Rocking chairs. Yeah, rocking chairs. There you go. To sit and watch the field. Absolutely. And where I go. Yeah, and we're actually we're going to be replacing um, all of the uh, jet bridges uh, here at the airport. I recently received a federal grant uh, to, to replace all of those and we'll be upgrading all of the uh, furniture and the uh, terminal uh, in the not so distant future. Uh, we'll be putting in new uh, ticket counters. So we're constantly working on improving the facility and making it easier to navigate, just improving the passenger experience overall. Well, Mike, I appreciate you spending some time with us and kind of telling us what's going on here. Hopefully, this gives everybody an opportunity to you know come down see the room, come see the kids' room. We're biased on that one, but at the same time, you know, fly BTR is easy saying, but it just it makes a lot more sense at the end of the day. You know, when you're right here, not only does it make your life easier, but it helps the community as well. You know, as far as like you said, that impact back in you know 1.4 billion dollars is you know circulating around through here, and you can help with that. Yeah, when you spend dollars here at BTR, they stay here in Baton Rouge. Great job to promote economic development. Um, my staff and I are here on the third floor of the terminal. If you have any issues when you come to the airport, just come on up, ask for me. I'll, I'll be here and uh, we'll get it. Uh, Real people, they can solve problems. Absolutely. So, all right, Mike. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. We'll come back and do it again soon. All right. Thanks, Thanks man. Thanks,